by educating their consumers on the wellness benefits across the entire spectrum of cannabinoids. Stay tuned to this episode and you get to meet the owners of this wonderful company. Five, four, three, two, one. medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health. We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine. This is the Good Dude Grow 2.0. Welcome back, Good Dudes Grow to uh, Good Dudes Grow 2.0. I am happy to have Eric and David from Flow Gardens, uh, a company that actually has been 25 years in the industry. Uh, they create a, a awesome product. They're actually based in East Tennessee. Uh, they grow some amazing strains with some really rich terpenes. So I'm glad to have these two on the show. David and Eric, thank you for coming. Yeah, glad to be here. Pleasure. So, so I usually ask everybody that comes to the show from, from athletes and everything else, like how, how did you guys get started? You've been in the industry for 25 years. How did you know, 25 years ago, it wasn't legal, but how did you guys get started in the industry in the first place? You don't mind me asking. Eric, yeah. I'll let you take that one. Yeah. Uh, kind of like most people did, you know, just a uh, little hobby grows under the house in basements, you know, wherever I could find a spot and uh, just fell in love with growing the plant and just never quit. So been doing it ever since. Were you, were you guys, what did you guys like just were, like I started using CBD cause I had, I had injuries and stuff and that was, you know, I, I didn't, I'm a firefighter. So I taking, you know, pain meds and all that. I'm not, I'm not into it. My, my, unfortunately three years ago when I got in this, this industry, my daughter passed away from an opiate overdose. So I, I headed to, to cannabis and CBD to find a way to actually help firefighters and other people overcome pain meds. Was, was it just something that you found interesting of the, the growing aspect of the plant or did you basically get involved for the medicinal effects first? How, how did that work? Uh, definitely the medicinal effects first, but the further I went down the line and got into the CBD part, I just like growing the plant in general, but then getting into the different cannabinoids and then the different medicinal values was super intriguing. And since then, that's, that's been my big focus is, uh, doing one-to-ones like one part THC, one part CBD, uh, and then just finding new cannabinoids. You know, we, we just found one that's high in CBC, which is a new one. So we're anxious to see the effects off of that one but yeah so that's kind of how it goes. as far as like my passion and getting in the industry yeah yeah it's a little quite a bit different than, than eric's and um so i was ran a company for since 2008 built and um sold it and whenever i stepped down as ceo two and a half ish years ago i just took a look at my life and said okay i'm really really good at numbers i run a financial accounting cpa and family office firm, but it's not really my passion. So I, I took, uh, you know, a couple of years to think about what I really wanted to do and, uh, what I, what it boiled down to was, um, I wanted to get into cannabis because I had a lot of, uh, a lot of situations with family and friends, uh, specifically one of my best friends passed away of cancer and I saw the, what cannabis did in his last five to six years of his life. Um, and actually he went into remission. He found out about it in stage four colon cancer and he ended up going into remission. Um, it ended up coming back, unfortunately, but, um, you know, cannabis is 
just one of the best medicines on earth. And given this prohibition movement, I was like, this is, this is the best industry to get into. I'm super passionate about it. I have been my, my whole life kind of in the shadows, like a lot of people, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of why I got into it. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Kind of like the same thing in my industry as being a firefighter. When I started providing some of the firefighters with CBD, it was basically for pain relief. You know, a lot of these guys had, you know, the job we do is for pain relief. But what really got me is when I first created my CBD product was the first firefighter came to me and asked me, he goes, what the hell did you give me? And I'm like, oh shit, man, what happened? Did we fail a drug test or something? Because I'm having the stuff triple tested, double tested, to make sure there's no THC so that, you know, we don't lose our jobs. He's like, no, no, no. And he goes, I didn't tell anybody this, but I've had, I've had real bad thoughts, bad memories. I hate my family. I'm never happy. And, and he was going through his, all these PTSD symptoms. And he goes, after three days on your product, I, I'm starting to feel less of the, those feelings, less of those, those kind of bad thoughts and everything else. And I went, okay, we really need to get more into this, the medicinal aspect of this. And I'm going to ask you both a, a different question because we're going to go off, a little bit off topic here. Eric, we're going to start with you first. When I went to I was out in Costa Rica and I went to their, their first cannabis. They just signed their cannabis legislation three weeks ago. So they went, they went the medical cannabis and CBD. So they're just, they're just actually just doing it. They're finishing writing the, uh, the bylaws, hopefully by the end, at the end of this month, but they signed the, the, the law in. And a lot of the people out there, they go, you know, the easiest aspect of it is, is growing the plant. And I'm like, <laughs> not, not from what I've heard from the people here in Florida and from the people I've talked to, because that is the most difficult part. Isn't that true though? Trying to get a, a plant properly, especially if they go like, uh, you guys are full, full, uh, the full recreational, you could do THC in both, correct? Or is it just medical? No. You still medical? No, we, we don't have medical either in Tennessee. No, we're strictly CBD. Okay. So that, that's my, that'll be the big question. So Trying to, because they're going full medical, but they're also going CBD with the, uh, they're keeping it, I think at 1% up there. But basically it's not that, if you're just starting out, it's extremely hard to keep that that plant from from going hot and, and getting what you want properly. Is that right? Uh, not necessarily hot, but just growing it correctly where it's healthy to where you have a good finished product is definitely, it's, it's not easy at all. So know? we just don't put the, the uh, seed in and add water and watch it grow. No, <laughs> unless you have the right potting mix that you already put all the inputs in, maybe you could get away with that. But yeah, it's a lot harder, and then a lot where a lot of people miss the mark is the drying and the curing process, and that's what really makes the final product what it is as far as quality goes. So yeah, there's a lot to it, man. I don't know if it's growing it's harder or the finish cure and dry is harder, but yeah, it takes a while to get it down. <laughs> David, I see you're wearing a CrossFit shirt. All right, man, we're on, we're on the same page here. Been a CrossFitter for forever. What do you see? And, and this is the big question. I know the NFL just hit out a, a million dollar to test cannabis for, for concussion. What is the big deal with most of these athletes? You know, why can't they use this product? It's not really a, a sports enhancing product, but it, you know, it does help you recover, correct? What's your opinion? Yeah, yeah. What I, that's when I first started taking uh, just straight CBD and noticing the, the medical benefits of it was whenever my, my bones and joints and muscles were just, just killing me. Um, but, you know, Matt Frazier, you know, a lot of the people that are really well known in CrossFit, you know, they take CBD, um, but maybe as frequently as daily. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I know Matt Frazier takes beam or has been a lot. Um, 
but everything from just relaxing your mind to your muscles, to your joints, uh, just relaxing your whole body, you know, obviously no psychoactive agents with that, but you know, if it's, it's a game changer, if you're, if you're beating up your body on purpose, like CrossFit does. Exactly. That, that's why I tell my firefighters are like, Oh man, I, you know, I take these pills, these pills to sleep. I take Valium to sleep. I take this for that. And like, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta change it. Try, try CBD. It, it's a lot healthier. It's a lot better for you. You know, it's less chances of you, you screwing up the rest of your body. All the stuff that you're taking has side effects. This, you know, this is not Eric, you said, you said before we started the conversation, you guys found like a, a new cannabinoid, the, the CBC, uh, talk a little bit more about that. Um, so it's, it's like relatively brand new. Like we just found it three weeks ago. So, um, I don't really know much about it as of yet. I know more about like the CBG. We have a plant that does that and it's, it's a stimulant from my experience. And, uh, there's other claims where it, it kills cancer cells and such. I don't, I don't know much about that, but, uh, the CBC is just something brand new, um, that's coming in the plant that we're finding when the THC, when you do the one-to-ones and the THC level drops out of that genetic, the CBC rises. And so that's something we found and I'm anxious to actually try the product and see what happens. I just don't know. It's so brand new. Tell, tell us a little bit more about the CBG because I, I know that that was the next big thing on the market. Uh, you know, that's come after the C, C, uh, uh, CBD. The CBG is the next the next thing that was really everybody was going on to. What's the difference between the two? So the CBG um, is the stale stem cannabinoid in the plant. It's the main one when you when you flower out a plant, it starts with CBG. And then it spirals out genetically into your THCs, your CBDs, your CBCs. And from my experience, the uh, trichomes on it are really white. And instead of being sticky, like most flour, it's more of a powdery consistency, which is really neat. Um, and then when you are to like ingest it, smoke it, however you take it, it's, it's more of a stimulant, like a cup of coffee, uh, something like that. Like you want to go clean your house type of deal. I didn't give that to my wife. <laughs> well, we're not to delete that part of the show. <laughs> so, 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 so you guys basically you enjoy growing the flower. You, you, you started seeing the benefits and everything. So you decided to create Flow Gardens. How did that? How did that creation come to fruition? How did you guys get together? Were you are you friends for a long time? And he says, "Hey, let's just get together and do this." Or how did that come about? Yeah, Eric um, grew commercial. He actually founded Flow Gardens. I, I did not. Um, I joined up um, afterwards, but he worked for a, uh, a commercial CBD company that was, I believe, funded by a publicly traded cannabis company in Canada. And Eric, I'll let you kind of chat on the how Flow Gardens evolved. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my, my two business partners, uh, Steve and Amit, that own a horticultural lighting group. It's a LED company that build grow lights. I uh, met them when I was doing the other company, uh, Blue and Botanicals, and we, we had a good relationship. And then Steve came to me asking if I wanted to come up here and, you know, start this company with them and mostly an R&D focus on their lights and then my growing part of it. So all of our grow rooms are a different style of growing from living soil to flood and drain to drip system. Uh, so the whole facility is built on R&D and that's kind of how it began. And now it's grown into uh, where we started a brand, the Flow Gardens. And um, 
yeah, then David came on board and that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. So, so right now where, where do you see, you said Tennessee wasn't doing the medical aspect. Do you see them getting medical aspect? Where do you see the industry going for you guys? I mean, I hope so. But at this point, you know, I mean, we've got good bills in the house right now, but I hope it's coming. It's got to come sooner or later, but we might be late. You never know. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, kinda, unless that unless that poll changes that's been prevalent for just over two years now. And I don't know if it's by Pew Research Center or Gallup, but one of the major polling companies where 68 percent of Americans are in favor of legalization whether it's medicinal and or recreational, like you can't, you can't hide that. And if the people want something, you know, and, and we're, and we're a democracy at some point in time, the politicians are going to have to listen to the people. And so hopefully this prohibition movement will extend to Tennessee within the next year or two. Right. Well, that, that kind of leads me into the next, my next question. And like I said, before we started, I'm, I'm starting getting involved in the research aspect where, what would you guys like to see on, on a research aspect that, that's not been out? Because I know there's a lot of anecdotal stuff. Some people are doing research. It's really tough to actually get product to do good research. Where would you like to see more research? I know uh, Dave said that he'd probably want to see probably more stuff in cancer from his experience. But what would you like to see? What do you think, what type of research would come out that you think would really, really push it over the edge to where the government really says, you know what? We, we really need to take a hard look at this stuff. For me, for me, the play, uh, or you want to go first, Eric? No, that's okay. Uh, for me, for me, the smart play um, to have research move forward that is substantial is to attack the opiate industry and to do that by um, comparing the two. You know, I know they've, there's so much, so many lawsuits going on. As, as I'm sure you know, Gary, with, with that industry, and we hear so many cases from our 5,000 plus retail customers to our wholesale vendors and distributors of things where people just haven't been able to do stuff for years and years, and they started taking CBD um, or some other type of cannabinoid, and it's and it's changed them. You know, there before I forget, Gary. There's and this is a, a connection for you. There's a good friend of mine, Cammy Rice, she runs a Christopher Wolf crusade. They fight the opioid epidemic. She works hand in hand with Usher down in Atlanta, where I am right now. And um, they're, they're, they're moving things forward in a big way to, to basically shut down the rampant use of opioids. So I think we, you compare the two um, and see the benefits of cannabis and compare that with the benefits of opioids and it's, it's really a non-starter it's, it's and it's fighting those those drug companies which i think is one of the difficult parts though 100 100 what about you eric uh, i mean for me uh, being a grower i want to see more research you know in the plant as far as the different cannabinoids and then even the terpenes the the combination of the two, you know, what, what can that do to combat different medical conditions? You know, which one works better? Um, yeah, that's really what I, where I want to see it moving forward. I'm going to put you on the spot, Eric. So do you think that, uh, the cannabinoids or the terpenes have a more beneficial medicinal aspect of it from a grower point of view? Uh, I mean, they work together, right? So it's, it's tough to say which one would be, you know, works more. 
Um, but it's a beautiful thing, like the whole sativa and the indica myth. That's mostly THC is THC and CBD CBD. But once you introduce the terpenes to them, that's where you're getting these different effects, the couch lock or, you know, the upper upper effects. So I don't know. I'm kind of 50, 50 on that one. <laughs> and that's where your company actually is, uh, excels, right? Is actually creating higher terpene profiles. Is that correct? That's that. Yeah. That's one of the things we focus on for sure. Not being able to grow THC. It's forced us, which I think has been a blessing in disguise to look for different cannabinoids and we test every plant and we look at the different terpenes. So we're kind of looking outside the box, you know, and moving forward, which I think, Hopefully it's going to help us in the long run. But yeah, we definitely focus on terpene profiles. And that's the difference between you guys, you guys and the big, the big boys, like the, the big conglomerate CBD companies, the, the, the small companies like you guys that have been into it, that can actually change a terpene profiles much easily, sometimes create a much better project product than actually the large conglomerate because they're just selling quantity. They're not actually selling quality, correct? Correct. And they're all focused on one thing, which is THC and that's how high they can get it, you know, and I think that's going to come to an end really soon. And people are going to focus more on, the, like I said, the one-on-ones and terpene profiles as the, the industry for sure. All right. Last question. Last question. What's your, what's your guys take on the, the, uh, the, uh, the Delta eight controversy that's that everybody's going on at good, bad sideways. Yeah. Not a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, David? Um, I don't know the the benefits of Delta Eight. I know that it has helped, from what I've heard, a lot of people medicinally. Um, how it's actually produced with uh, adding the, the alcohol and the synthesis that is involved, while it is it's not extreme, there still is a chemical process. So I'm I'm just I don't want to say I'm not a fan of Delta 8. I just, I don't understand it. And I think there's still a lot of risks out there that people don't know. And I would prefer just use, use the natural plan as opposed to changing it. Right. So if, 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 if people wanted to follow you guys, uh, order your products, get to know more about you, where could they actually reach out and see you? Uh, you can find us on website, flowgarden.com. Uh, the grand page is uh, gardens420. So you guys got a social media, Instagram and stuff like that. What are they at? What are their handles? Yeah, it's at Flow Gardens 420 is the Instagram handle. All right. We're going to put those in the show notes. Guys, uh, appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day and talking with me. And I hope you guys do uh, keep up the good work. Like I said, you know, people, small companies like you guys who create actually quality product for people are a lot more are a lot needed a lot more than actually the big conglomerates who are just looking to actually make a buck on, on people's misery. So I appreciate you guys coming to our show and uh, we'll talk soon and keep it up. Appreciate you having us, Gary. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you.